Welcome to the Vitamin J Podcast. This is our second episode, The Journey Through Loneliness and Grief. Hello, welcome to the Vitamin J Podcast, our second episode. I'm Isaac again, and this time we have Becca joining us. Hi! (laughs) This is the podcast where we and our fellow teens will be giving advice, sharing stories, giving faith tidbits, and other random faith stuff. Today we're actually going to talk about loneliness. Many are experiencing it during this time. It gets tough when everything is canceled. Yeah. So how's it going at your house, Becca? To be honest. I feel like I'm going a little crazy. I'm really extroverted, which I may not seem like I am, but I am. So being stuck inside with no one to talk to but my family every day is kind of getting to me. (laughs) That'll definitely be tough, yeah. Especially with extroverts. Oh, yeah. My dad kept joking, being like, the introverts are going to take over the world. This is their time to shine. And I was like, you're not wrong. (laughs) That is, that's amazing. (laughs) And then, especially with school being canceled, what was it? At first, it was only a couple weeks, right, that school was going to be canceled. Right, we were supposed to go back, like, I think either in, like, the middle of April or, like, beginning of May. Okay. So, there were a bunch of rumors for um, when Governor Whitmer was going to, like, sign and, like, officially say that it was going to shut down. So I was kind of prepared, and when it actually happened, it didn't affect me at the time. The weeks after that, it was kind of, like, bad. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is happening. It's real. Definitely. Yeah, for me, being homeschooled, it doesn't affect me, obviously, as much, except that we can't go out. That's the main effect that we have, is we can't go out anything. We just have to stay home all the time. So you're still doing school? We are still still doing school, yes. Yeah. But yeah, how does it affect your life? Because you guys go to school pretty much every day, and then that doesn't happen at all, so you don't get to see your friends. Right. It's hard, especially because most of my friends are seniors. I was supposed to spend like three months with them, and now I can't spend any time with them. Recently, we haven't been communicating at all, so all their pent-up anger about the coronavirus shutting stuff down hasn't, like, didn't reach me, really. Like, I understood what they were going through, but, like, not to the full extent. So, we actually sat down the other day and, like, had a heart-to-heart about all our feelings and how it's affecting them and how it's affecting me and all that. And it was really eye-opening, and we're actually talking more, which is really nice. Yeah, that's good. I guess we just needed that icebreaker or holding all that inside, and maybe they just needed to get that out, communicate what they're feeling. Definitely. I think communication right now is the biggest thing that we need, especially because we can't see each other. So communicating with your friends is a big deal. Yeah. And it can be helpful with having family at home, but it can still be hard. Yeah. With coronavirus, it's actually strengthened my family a lot more because my dad and my mom work nine-to-five jobs, so they're not home 
when me and my sister get home from school. So we don't get to spend that time with them. And then I'm busy doing theater and youth group and all this. So I don't get to spend a lot of time with my parents. So now that I'm stuck at home and they're stuck at home some days, we've actually like started doing more stuff together. Like we played Mario Kart the other day. We went on a walk and we play like card games and stuff way more than we used to, which is really nice. That's awesome. But yeah, other than that, not being able to see friends and probably because of that, feeling lonely for lots of people, it's really tough. But I think the Lord is trying to speak to us during this time. And even in our struggles, I think he's asking for our trust. We might yell out to him, ask him, Lord, what are you doing? But I think what he might be trying to tell us is I may have brought you through many beautiful times but will you trust me like you do in those beautiful times will you also trust me in the hard times right like he could be asking for a deeper union with him that's what he longs for that intense intimate friendship and relationship with him now is one of the best times to build that relationship yes definitely it reminds me of the wedding vows of through good and bad, that whole thing. And he's asking us, will you be with me, trust me, through the good times and bad times, the rain and shine, joy and sorrow. That's so beautiful. And Sophia, from the last episode, actually has a talk on that, on trusting in the Lord and finding true friendship with him because people on this earth can let you down but the lord never lets you down so she prepared a talk on that and it was a talk we're supposed to give at the retreat right i believe so that was the talk that she was going to give at the retreat but since coronavirus like shut it down i guess or like stopped it from happening she wasn't able to get it so yeah that sounds right and so she recorded it and is going to give it to you guys so we are going to let Sophia talk about that real quick and then we'll come back and give our comments on it friendship is tricky having a best friend is having someone who knows your deepest darkest secrets and knows you better than most others you guys love each other no matter how annoying either of you can get no matter how much time you've spent together you still love each other I've always struggled with friendships. I've constantly found myself unwanted by others, and it's led to a lot of loneliness, hurt, and even anger. In middle school, I was in a friend group of about six or seven girls. I was excluded from parties, chosen last in groups if I had any classes with them, and even sometimes ignored if I tried to insert myself in their conversations. And sometimes I would try to reach out to other people and hang out with them instead, but for the most part, I kept crawling back to that group no matter how many times they excluded me. It continued into high school. Often, I just felt so lonely, and I thought that something was wrong with me. Maybe I was too loud, too crazy, I don't know. But something made them not want to spend time with me, and the thought that I wasn't good enough for them just killed me. And often when I went through this loneliness, I would just forget to offer it up. This cross that I had to bear... Jesus has experienced this too. And often when we think of Jesus' suffering, we think of only his physical suffering and his passion. But we usually forget that 
you know, in his hometown of Nazareth, he was rejected. People didn't want him and they wanted him to leave when he was doing signs. And when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane getting arrested, all of his disciples, his closest friends on earth, just left him. That's something that we experience sometimes too. The people around us in our darkest moments let us down. And not everyone's going to be there for us, but Jesus will be. Jesus understands our suffering and he understands our loneliness. So the next time you feel lonely or you feel unwanted, just offer it up to Jesus. Wow. Wasn't that great? It was. It's amazing. That is very beautiful. Oh, yeah. I feel like Sophia always has pretty stories to tell. Yes, definitely. Good job, Sophia. Amazing. And maybe our listeners are dealing with the same thing right now. They're struggling with loneliness. And maybe your friends aren't reaching out to you as much as you'd like, but you can always reach out to them. And remember, you're not alone during this. Turn to Jesus. He always wants you to reach out to him. And he's trying to reach out to you. Yes, through struggles that people may have, like Sophia had, with people not including her, we can also think Jesus experienced that, experiences that with, I want to say, pretty much everybody. Everybody at some point rejects Jesus and doesn't want to hang out with him. Right. And so he's experienced that. And then, like Sophia said, he experienced it in the garden with all the disciples deserting him. Mm-hmm. So we can really relate to Jesus and talk to him about it. And like you did with your friends, communicating really helped. We can communicate with Jesus and empty out our heart to him. I think that'd really help. It's an opportunity to to direct our loneliness to friendship with the Lord. And there's a word you've probably maybe heard of this acronym, JOY, J-O-Y. Yes. Standing for Jesus, others, yourself. I think this is a good acronym to remember from this because, first of all, Jesus. Jesus is really the only one that satisfies us. And to have good relationships, I think we first need to start with having a good relationship with God. I think we need to set apart time with Him and adore Him. And even if you can't go to a chapel or church and adore Him in the Eucharist, at least picture Him in your mind and adore him through that. Yeah, definitely. Or just walking through nature and finding him in nature or finding him in others. Jesus is present in others. Every person is a tabernacle of the Holy Spirit. And that leads to the others part. Jesus, others. So like you said, Becca, it's good to reach out. Definitely. And it's possible that your friends and even your family could be lonely right now and you just don't know it because you haven't reached out to them during this time or you haven't like talked to them at all (laughs) yeah definitely definitely take the time to talk to them because they're going through the same thing you're going through they may not have all the same problems you do but they're they're lonely too they are also stuck inside so talk to them call someone text them just talk to your friends and make sure that they're doing okay. For sure. And then I don't think we can neglect ourselves either on the yourself part. Jesus, others, and then yourself. J-O-Y, joy. Right. 
I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is that your happiness means something too. So make sure that you're watching out for yourself as well and keeping in mind that we're all going through something right now, even you, so your problems should not be invalidated because you matter. And I think something that we can connect this to is the five stages of grief. Stage one is denial. We were all in denial about the coronavirus. We did not think it was as big of a deal as it's turned out to be. And then anger. I feel like there are a lot of people who are angry because they've either lost their jobs or they've lost graduation like the seniors have. Yeah, that is so hard. Yeah, it's intense. And then there's bargaining, which is a little bit harder to connect, but I definitely feel like we were all like, oh, well, we'll just keep school open till this, or we'll open school back up now, and blah, blah, blah. And then Governor Whitmer obviously signed, I don't know what it was, I think it was a bill, I don't know. She signed something (laughs) which caused school to be shut down for the rest of the year. And stage four is depression, which is a heavy topic, but I feel like it can apply because we're all stuck inside. We have no one to talk to, like, face-to-face besides our family. Yes. It's kind of a heavy thing where, like, we're dealing with all this trauma and we can't really do anything about it because we just have to stay inside. And then there's stage five, which is acceptance. I feel like maybe some people have definitely reached with just accepting that the coronavirus is happening and making the most of it. But there are probably people out there who haven't reached that stage yet. And they're still dealing with how big the coronavirus is and stuff like that. So I think the stages of grief, many people might try to skip stages, but I don't think that's the wise thing to do. I think it's wise to let the stages of grief go through because you need that process. You start out okay, and then you slowly go into grief, and you get down to the pits, and then you start getting better up to acceptance. And if you skip a stage, then you might not ever really get over the grief. Yeah, I feel like going through all the stages is the best thing for everyone. Yeah, so... Allow yourself to grieve, to be sad, so you can not grieve and not be sad. Right. I think that's it for today. Alrighty. Please know that we will be praying for you listeners. Remain close to our Lord and he will guide you. And stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to be talking about the Holy Triduum. Holy Week is fast approaching. So stay stay tuned and see you next time on the Vitamin Jesus Podcast. God bless.